Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Joe Aguirre along with Victoria Lang, Duncan McPherson, and Rob Dunlap. Happy Father's Day to Rob and to all the dads out there, including uh, Mike and Eric, uh, who both couldn't join us today because they are uh, enjoying Father's Day with their families. For Rob and I, it's just another Sunday. <laughs> very true, and very true. And that's all right. We are we are perfectly all right with that. Uh, so much to get to. Such an amazing week uh, of, of news and information. We'll start off just because this is really a factor in everything. Coronavirus cases are surging in a big way right now, particularly down south and in the Midwest and out in California. Uh, there are 30,000 new cases reported just this Friday. Uh, that was the biggest day of infection since May the 1st. Uh, I mentioned Southwest and Midwest is uh, areas really where where the epicenters are now currently. Uh, Arizona, Florida, California, Nevada, and South Carolina all had record high COVID days this past Friday. 2.2 million cases in the U.S., 119,000 people uh, have died. The CDC says by July the 11th, that number should be between 129 and as much as 145,000. So the coronavirus is far from over. I know with everything that's been going on, the protest, Trump rally, uh, John Bolton's book, it's kind of hard Sometimes to remember that we are still living in a pandemic in some of these areas, particularly in Florida and California, what they're doing is is, is the, the part of the results uh, that you're seeing these surges are because they're testing more. And with tests, you know, again, I say that the number that people should be really focused on is hospitalizations and deaths, because to me, that's really what matters. A lot of people are going to get this. Most people are going to be all right or recover or may exhibit no symptoms. But with all that's been going on, we can't overlook this. I mean, this is this is real. People need to still be masking and social distancing. Uh, Sports-wise, I did a sports show earlier today. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is suggesting the NFL shouldn't have a season He's also suggesting that uh, Major League Baseball, if they do, should cut theirs really short. So this is having a serious impact, literally, on everything. And we obviously know, and we'll talk about the Trump rally, Duncan, but this thing is affecting literally every single thing that's happening right now. Yes, very true, very true. I don't want to be the first one to go, though. Anybody want to go step on this? I don't want to be the first one to go. I learned from last week. You know, I got to, you know, I'm going to listen first. I'm going to listen. I'll go. I think that there's a lot of misinformation being spread from both sides. I think that... Um, especially like even like the liberals like me are saying like stay home and those are the people that were really really taking it at seriously at first because there were rallies and riots and all this kind of stuff because people did not want to stay home and they felt like they were oppressed and they didn't want to stay home and I get it I'm over the coronavirus too I'm over it and I really do believe I personally think that it's not gonna no we're not gonna get rid of it unless like kind of we all get it the herd immunity kind of thing but that's kind of 
off topic, but I just think that there's like really mixed messaging. How are you going to tell us that we need to stay home? And then you have somebody like Trump holding an indoor rally where masks were optional. And I think that they said that there was like 40,000 people and they were also like expanding the space so there could be more people in there. I don't understand how you're going to hold an indoor rally, but then still be like, oh, but there's still a pandemic. The president is not taking it seriously. So how is everybody else supposed to take it seriously? It's just, I feel like people are confused. Now also restaurants are opened up. You can sit inside at a restaurant and eat without your mask on. How is that? I just feel like it's counterproductive to what they're going for. I just don't, I don't really understand what the goal is. Are we trying to all get it so it goes away or are we trying, I don't know what's going on. And I feel like that speaks for kind of everybody. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. They're doing a horrible job informing us. <laughs> well, I think that towards the end, I, I was really agreeing with you for a change for, at first there. Uh, <laughs> for a while. But uh, towards the end there, some mischaracterizations, I would say. First, like the media, the governments have been openly uh, endorsing protests and, and things with massive amounts of people closely clustered together. And then coming out against protests that they disagree with like lockdown protests or rallies that they disagree with like the the trump rally for instance so to me it's just blatant hypocrisy from the media and from these governments like new york who are endorsing the ideology that they back while simultaneously uh you know speaking up against the ideology that they disagree with some public gatherings are okay you know even with tens of thousands of people protesting against uh, police brutality, but don't go to your church with 10 people or more, you know, or have a rally where everybody voluntarily enters and signs waivers and chooses whether they, you know, how acceptable the risk level is to them. So personally, I'm over the whole thing. I'm done with it. Well, he was playing stupid at first and he was like almost acting like he did not know all the risks, but he clearly does because when it affects him and it affects his money and if he's going to get sued over people getting hurt, that's when he's going to make people sign a waiver. That's when he's going to take it seriously, but he's not yeah. going to take it seriously when he holds an indoor rally. I just but, but don't so understand, so understand I mean, this. Like I mean, look, he's. He's also pandering to his base by saying, look, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. Well, of course he wants them to, but see, he can't tell them to, Duncan. Am I right? Yeah, of course. But if you so, don't want people to get sick and you know that there's a risk to a point where you're going to have to sign a waiver as the president, do you not think that you should make that decision rather than your well, own beliefs and your own you want people to vote for you? Don't you think that the public safety should be the most important? No, exactly. That's the exact opposite of what I think. I think that the collective safety of the <laughs> yeah, public I knew you're going to walk into that one. second to like, the wow. rights of the individual, which always take the precedent. I'll use uh, the, the, the opening episode of Metalocalypse as an example. Uh, people sign their lives away literally with waivers to go to a death clock the concert where they may be killed by. by well, that's that one concert. The coronavirus can infect everybody else. No, that's the, the difference. point is people have the individual right to choose. It doesn't the public safety is secondary to the individual rights. And that's the way it is under our law. When should should they or well not should they or should not but I mean technically they should have to quarantine now right quarantine themselves for two two weeks uh, yeah. that, that's all unconstitutional 
Oh, I'm, I'm, that's why <laughs> I said they shouldn't have to, but you know, just right. I mean, if they want to be responsible, then you're sure go for it. Look, let's be honest. It, it's a stupid idea. It's a stupid thing to do, but they have a right to do it. And again, as Duncan points out, I mean, it's no. I mean, basically, the CDC said during the protests that you know you didn't have to observe social distancing, as if protesting somehow the virus would know that. Well, you're protesting, so you can't catch it today, Uh, which is completely nonsensical. The CDC should have come out and they should have said you really shouldn't be out there protesting without social distancing and wearing masks. It's not the bottom line is under the law. You know, we we look and Victoria, I'm sure you saw a few weeks ago in the Ozarks when they opened up and all those idiots in the pool were sitting next to each Mm. other. And of course, it spread and a whole bunch of people caught it. And it's easy to laugh at those people, but I would guarantee to you people who've been protesting are certainly going to be positive for COVID-19. It's going to happen, um, and it could have been avoided. You know, again, it was a, it was a, an, an unusual situation, and again, in the middle of civil disobedience, how are you going to be like, well, listen, uh, if you are going to, like, be tearing statues down, just make sure you're all within, you know, not within six feet of each other. So, but again, for the CDC to sort of condone it was silly. Look, if people want to go to a Trump rally and they want to, they want to chance it, who's to stop them? Again, they're going to sign a waiver. If they die, they die. I mean, if they feel like that's worth it, if they feel that strongly for the candidate, bless your heart, I guess. Do you not agree that there's like a difference between the indoor and the outdoor? And I think that that's kind of just been proven that there's not as much of a risk of of you being outside. And I have not seen any Black Lives Matter protest happening inside. That's just a fact. The risk factor is not relevant. All it it matters is individual rights and and how people (laughs) choose to, to put themselves at risk. People's rights matter more than the risk factor. Like I've said before, the virus could kill everybody it comes in contact with, and people would still have a right to go out and brave the, you know, brave it. True. Unless you pass an amendment to allow the government to have, you know, emergency powers for health scares, but that doesn't exist. So, or they could declare martial law, but I don't think anybody <laughs> at this point in time wants to see anything like that. But do that I would be have... bad. The whole country's not ready for that. No, not it's at all. Right. No. It would be hilarious if, uh, you know, the the people who are so anti-Trump were in favor of total martial law because of health Yeah, right. I just you know? don't understand, like, why, like, your right to, like, go out and to, like, spread the virus, the virus, because this is not my, like, thinking. I genuinely, I'm over the coronavirus as well. But I'm just, like, kind of saying... How is, like, your right to go out and do whatever you want different than my right to not have to live in fear that I'm going to get this deadly virus that might kill me? Because you don't have that right. That's not a right. There's no right not to live in fear. You have the right. No, that's not what I, like, what is the, like, I don't understand. Like, why do you have the right to be able to go out and, like, spread the virus and do whatever you want? But, like, you you don't have the right to go around spreading the virus. And if you were to attempt to purposefully uh, spread the virus, if you, if you had it coughed on somebody, you, you, we've seen people get arrested for that. Mm -hmm. What Duncan is saying, and this is 100% accurate, is if, Duncan and I want to go to a restaurant tonight and have dinner. Um, and you're concerned. 
Why would that be weird? No, um, not like that. Not that. There's anything wrong with that, Duncan? Because I'm especially sure like glass, restaurants though. and businesses <laughs> and all that kind of stuff that has opened up, those are all still maintaining to social distancing like guidelines and all well, that kind of stuff. People are still supposed to rally like this. People are still supposed to do that. Distancing guidelines. How is the state going to come in and tell a private business how they run their operation? That's my whole point. This is all unconstitutional. The, the state doesn't have the authority to enforce guidelines of social distancing or anything like that. That's exactly right, Katia. A bunch of hypocrites to scrutinize the rally while they're torturing the cities and, and condoning the, the protests and riots and, and everything like that. I agree. Listen, I was I was for the ridiculous we want to go to Chili's to get haircuts rallies as I was for the BLM rallies. As That's not I was what it's for... actually about, though. That's a mischaracterization. No, I know. I'm That's just teasing, Duncan. I'm teasing because no, it's fun to antagonize a little. Right? Oh, I understand that. Like listen. Actually arguing. People want haircuts and like I've seen all these memes about yeah, people right listen, wanting haircuts. It has nothing to do with haircuts. I'm a business owner and I, I understand, <laughs> you know, my business is all virtual online and it's all able to be done online and we're able to live stream all of our (laughs) it worked out well for us i mean for for people who are or you know don't have businesses that are that are virtual uh, in nature this is horrible and we've talked about this repeatedly on the show how many how many businesses have closed down and how many will still close down say before the year is over so trying to get back to some semblance of life i understand the fact that they waived the curfew for the rally, probably not a great idea. Well, how can uh, they just... enforce a curfew anyway? Where do they get that authority? Same thing. Well, they enforce know. a bunch of curfews for the Black oh, Lives Matter movement. Man. There was well, so many curfews. The curfew, curfew in Los Angeles was 1 p.m. I'm just saying, like, you can't. Not... Because I'm <laughs> against a curfew for the Trump rally doesn't mean that I'm in favor of a curfew for Black Lives Matter rally. Everybody has the same rights. The government has the same authority everywhere. How do they claim to have the authority to tell people they can't go out after 10 p.m.? That sounds like a, an authoritarian dictatorship to me. A thousand percent. And that's something, you know, listen, that's something that that liberals have always been in fear of with Donald Trump. And now they're like, you got to do it, dude. You got you got to put the curve. I mean, it, it's it is. And, and it, it, it does end up being very hypocritical you, uh, to me. You can't stand for one and not for the other. Well, you, we you want a curfew can't. for the rally because they had the curfew for all of the other stuff, all of the protests and everything. We want the the same treatment. Like, they don't want it just for no reason. They want right. it because their curfew was 1 p.m. or 4 p.m. and all this crazy shit. But Sorry. what gives the government the right to impose a curfew? No, I'm just saying in general, like, I'm just I don't think that the Democrats were like, oh, you have to do it at this Trump rally just for no reason. They wanted it because they also got a curfew. For their by the protests. way, it's Republican mayor in Tulsa. So it's it's not like there was anything. Uh, there was nothing nefarious it's not, in, in it's not the really initial saying much, though. I mean, like for for decades, Republicans and the Democrats have just been two sides of the same coin. Uh, different in public, but it's like pro wrestling, like Jesse. Sure, Ventura, dude, you know, that's a whole other topic and a whole other show and everything like that. Like, yeah, hanging out. Um, let's talk about the rally. <laughs> uh, we know that this rally had to be pushed off a day. Um, the president, of course, uh, 
we didn't even know what Juneteenth was, Rob, uh, until he <laughs> yeah. told us and made it famous. Thank it's goodness for that. I'm so glad he told me about my heritage. Like, I never knew, like, June 19th to put it together, Juneteenth. Like, he probably created that. To, and, you know, he came up with it. It was brilliant. The most brilliant idea ever. Like Everybody agrees. Exactly. Everybody agrees. This is going to be great. This Frankly, is gonna... the best idea. Yeah. If if at one point in time, if I just wanted him to, you know, just cough very heavily with COVID, <laughs> it was like that point. Because for, <laughs> I mean, like, at, I, I'm 30-something years old. Um, I've known about Juneteenth since I was probably about six. Um, and that was something brought up. So it's not something new. It's not something that, you know, he should be priding himself now on. And Duncan, I believe you were said you hate liars. And what was the other word? I can't remember. But that's a lot. There we go. There, there we go. So and that fits both categories right what there. Does? Lying, first of all. Well, what, what was the lie? The, the, the lie that he made it famous. Um well, I had never heard of it, and now I know about it because of him. So here's one out of four cases right now. What? <laughs> and he sets himself right up for the plate. So here we go. Let's Failure have a- of the public education system. No, 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 no. Failure. You know what? Yes, you're right. Failure of the public education yeah, system. Yeah, for sure. It's only yeah. a holiday in one state. And, uh, it's, it's a whoa, 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 what? Not widely known. It's, it's only a state holiday in Texas. It's not a federal national holiday. It's only legitimately a state holiday in Texas. That's changing. Mm-hmm. Up more than five states are now adopting it, planning to, which is great. I think that's an awesome idea. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's a great day that should be celebrated across mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, the principles should be emulated by everybody, and it should be an example. But, um, you know, I never heard about it in school. I never heard about it until this. So I bet, I'm imagining there's a lot of people that are in the same boat. I just, I need to, I literally just graduated high school last year in 2019. So I would remember, and I never learned anything about Mm -hmm. Juneteenth. I had no idea what it was until when I got out and decided to like educate myself and to get more into politics and whatever. But that is just so disappointing to me. But let me tell you, Trump is not the one who informed me about Juneteenth or made it a holiday or made it famous. Well, think about this. If, uh, if it's, only a federal state holiday in one state right now and due to the fact that trump planned something on this and it became a national topic of discussion don't you do don't don't you do it duncan result of trump's picking that day no, that, it's no. because Trump decided to educate himself. That has nothing wait, to do with wait, why let, the wait, rest of the country wait, wait, guys, let me help you out here. Let me just make your point <laughs> for you. Um, here's the problem with everything Duncan's saying. At the rally last night, he never mentioned Juneteenth. Thank he you. never mentioned slavery. Probably because and he, he never mentioned so George heavily. Floyd. He didn't mention any of those things. You know who he so, had mentioned that? All his coons over there, cooning over there. All the I don't know what the guy was. And then when I say that, I'm referring to the black people. So everybody else, don't 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 get all fr- fret and worried. Yes, I said they were cooning <laughs> because that's exactly what they did from the first person that that lady. I don't know whether she was a reverend or not, but repenting for for racism and and slavery and all that other stuff and your sins. First of first and foremost, that's the worst. I hate when all politicians want to bring the church into it and oh, we're gonna repent. And then the, the the other dude in the suit that had he went to the freshest black barber he knew 
just to come to that damn rally and literally dog his own race. He gray suit, whatever little cultured haircut he had. <laughs> man, I wish I got so, a chance to watch it. I was too busy doing chemistry. Man, I'm sure man, Duncan, side note, <laughs> for somebody for somebody that is so like pro everything, you don't watch anything. You don't, you don't, you got it. You got to come on. So anyways, and then, and then I call them, and then I call them, um, Candace, uh, Candace Owens aunts, the, the aunt twins. So, you know, Trump couldn't do it. So he played it smart. He had all the other black, you know, blacks for Trump, um, do that. And they, and they definitely put on a big, big minstrel show. Well, why couldn't he do it himself? Is, is, is it just wrong for white people to say anything in favor of ending slavery or promoting black people's freedom? So yeah, he did people don't have he a did. No, it was the fact and that, that but Duncan, do see, Duncan, hold on, Duncan. This is another one of those things where I'm telling you, man, he could have turned that rally last night into a thing about Juneteenth. He could have well, talked about the protest. He could have talked about he probably didn't because all of the backlash just for having his, his rally on that day. He's probably like, I don't even want to touch. You know it. what? If that's, he would have talked about point. it and would have gave respect to it, people exactly. would have actually respected him and said, you know sure. what? He actually Victoria, did the right thing for once. Victoria, if he did, if he does anything, if, I guarantee no, no, you, no. you'd say, if he did no, that, no. Thing, maybe he would have gotten some respect. No, 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 he no, does, no. The left is going to criticize him. Here's no, here's, here's why you're wrong because he's never tried it. Exactly, he's just he's never, never tried it. And I'm he's telling you, if, if just once he what? came out there, I'm telling you, brother, there's a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of independents who are very undecided in this election who would love to hear this guy say something positive and unifying, right? And not just and the same repetitive and stuff. And he's been you given guys, opportunity after opportunity, knowing how firm he the says base positive is, positive and unifying things. All the time. Give me an example, please, please. We all bleed the same red blood. What? When he say that, we all bleed the same. What is positive about that, Duncan? That's saying we're all the same, no matter we both. We all have yellow. We're all the same. Yeah. We want example of hundreds of times. Shakespeare, he is not. Come on, Duncan. As the young folks say, you're capping. You're capping. No, man. You say I don't watch stuff. I watched that at a Trump rally, at a 10, 15 Trump rallies, where he said that same message. We all bleed. We all bleed. We're all the same Americans. Yeah, but some people. But some people are, are bleeding more. Exactly. Some people are bleeding more, I and they're prom- sick and tired of it. And who are those? Who are those? <laughs> more really? Oh, oh, we had, oh, you must have been asleep for the past three months. No, Come no, tell me. I want to know. Who's bleeding? Who's bleeding more? I bet you I'm bleeding. My people are bleeding way more than you your black people. Black people, Hispanic uh, people, anybody people other. People more by cops. What's that? White people get killed more by cops. So well, well, let, let's let, oh, let's oh, I've been waiting for this argument. No, no, non-aggravated. We've, we've been waiting for this argument all day. White people get shot, killed more than cops. Guess what? There's way more of y'all than us. Yeah, am I lying? No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm no, agreeing. With am you. I lying? Am, no, so, I'm agreeing with you. So if you're agreeing with me, don't ever bring that argument again. If you're no, agreeing I will with make me, the argument because you're still invalid. leaving out part of the statistics. No, it's invalid. You just said you agree with me. of murders are are committed by black people and violent crime over fifty percent. So statistically, although white people are killed more by cops, 
proportionally, black people are are killed more by per capita by race. Here we go. Bring a race after we're talking about cops. Nobody said shit about who's talking well, black on black. Stop, exactly. stop trying to bring up black killed more. You no, 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 no. You said yes. You so said by cops. Talking about you race. brought the cops in. So right, because we're talking, talking about, we're talking no, about stop talking about black on black. Because if we want to talk about white on white, we can really go there. Wait, hold on. We're talking about the Trump rally. I don't know. I'm not sure where the left well, turn happened here. His bigotry came out. Duncan came out this time. So when, when Duncan comes out, I got to come and smack how, that ass. I got to smack how, that how ass. How am I bigoted for citing statistics that 50% no, your statements are bigoted. Do we, do, we need to, do we need to go back to the definition of bigotry? Because I've sent it to you pl- plenty of times. Disagreeing with somebody's opinion? How is how is what? No, I no, no. no. Let's let's. Okay, so once again, do your education. When you can verbatim give me that definition, we'll talk. So back to the rally. He could have made no, 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 no. Big, no. How he, am I he could have made how, a you're big excuse me statement. Of big bigoted. You're he could have made a big statement by positively. <laughs> No, 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 no. By positively I'm talking, talking about until you address how I'm bigoted. How am I? You're going to accuse me of being bigoted live on Facebook. How am I being bigoted by citing live on Facebook? I, and that's Never. the thing. I don't have to. I don't have to explain myself. It's live. We can go back. No, the talk about it in the comments. On the accuser. So, you're gonna anyways, me of something. The burden Trump could have made a very. What's that? The burden of proof is on the accuser. If you're accusing me of being bigoted, then the burden of proof is on you to prove that. So how am I being bigoted by citing statistics? By I said your statements, not by your statistics. I said what your statements, statements and your delivery. Well, your first of all, you brought up like black on black, like crime, when like also nobody else. I didn't nobody bring up black says, on black just, crime. Here. Yes, you did. You literally did. Right you. Now, I hate liars. And, oh my crime. gosh, I he didn't bring black. I said fifty percent of murders are committed by black <laughs> people. More than fifty percent of violent crime is committed by black people. So proportionally, no, due to you statistics, said, you said black, black on black crime, black people black, killing black people because it's black on black crime. I've talked about that on previous. Anyways, back to the rally. Let's stay on topic. Let's stay on topic. Back to the rally. Back to the rally. Trump could have made a very strong impression to the black community by not aggressively or not being an asshole and being sarcastically trying to make himself feel like he's the savior of black people. You're not the savior of black people. Obama wasn't the savior of black people. So stop acting like Obama's our leader, first and foremost. Nobody cares about, you know, Obama's done. He will never be president again. So stop correlating him to us. He's not our leader. You're our leader, supposedly. So if you are our leader, you need to find a way or find somebody that can write something and not Candace Owens that actually fits you in the right demographic for that. And that's his problem. He would rather be a bigotry and and go ahead. He would rather be a bigot and appeal to that certain demographic to make them hoorah and chant, but be an asshole when it comes down to discussing the us. And talk to us like we're human. Talk to us like human beings. <laughs> Instead of always sitting there saying, "How?" Go, go ahead, so I can answer your question right now. How was he a bigot? How was he a bigot? Yeah. How hasn't he been a bigot? Name something. I mean, like you're saying that he's by what is it by picking Candace Owens that he's a bigot? I didn't well, say that he's a. Bigot. I'm asking you, how is he a bigot? I said, I said, don't pick Candace Owens because she is not the so person to speak for black people. Be because because no, no, I'm, I'm addressing your issue. You brought up Candace Owens, so I'm addressing why I brought up Candace Owens, and then I will get to the other point. So with Candace Owens, she is a hypocrite and she is a coon. I say that because she's from Stanford, Connecticut, and claims that racism isn't real, but she had a whole civil lawsuit about she against racism. So, racism so, isn't real. Racism is racism. 
No, systemic racism is racism enforced by law on a system. Ra- is racism racism? racism. Is racism racism? No, no, that's racism what? is racism. Yes, so systemic racism, racism is racism. Anyway, so once again, once again, she won. Once again, she won. Right? Did she or did she not win? She won. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. it doesn't okay. matter. So there we go. So exactly. So you don't know anything about Candace Owens, and she's on the far I don't right. Know anything about no. his, her law? So, no, 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 no. So you don't know anything about her history. So you're not doing your diligent research to understand who you're. Everybody likes to share and everything else, but you don't no, even understand who she is. is so get, no, what she I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, no, shut the hell up and listen. What I'm saying is, <laughs> all right, I'm out of here, guys. What? I'm not going to sit here and be called a bigot and told to shut the hell up. Tony, well, you uh, won't stop talking. You won't stop talking for so, a second. Anyways, all right. So back to the rally. Trump could have appealed to the black culture in a very positive way. If he would have just stopped all the extra stuff, if he would have sat there and said, you know what, even if he would have admitted, said, you know, what? I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm man enough to sit there and say that. What can we do to better instead of trying to have all the answers? Once again, he can listen to somebody and not just the people that are literally that are going going to these rallies and speaking just to be the black face. And literally, if, if you hear them speak, all they're saying is. He, he's made the biggest employment and giving no backing. I'm sick of that statement. I'm sick of he's made so many jobs. That's like, no. You know who gets jobs for black people? Black people. By going out there and literally taking what they are. Guess what? We don't have the opportunity after we go through job to job to job, especially my guys coming off of parole and everything else. We don't get counted in those numbers. That's why his numbers are so high, because those guys got to work under the table. So, you know what I'm saying? So, and these are just small examples. So, yes, he can definitely culturize himself with the right people that are willing to listen. I would love to, if he said, hey, Rob, I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to sit on his team just because that's somebody giving him the right thing. I don't agree with him for anything, but if I can educate him and he's willing to listen to somebody and be educated and not be so damn stubborn like a brick wall, he might get somewhere. He just wouldn't stop talking. He just didn't give you a chance to listen. You know what I mean? Oh, all, all that was about Trump. All that was about Trump. Once, once you, you leave. I... Again, at the end of the day, this was an opportunity for Donald Trump to say the things that a president says when his country is torn apart, when there's riots in the streets, and they're fighting a global pandemic at the same time. Say something comforting. Say something reassuring. Show actual leadership. Again, here, where where was the lie with Trump? Well, when he told everybody he was the one who told them who about June Juneteenth, um, yeah. and then had a rally on you know, the day after Juneteenth, which he had to move because people didn't like it, mm-hmm. and then didn't even acknowledge the date at all, at all, plain and simple. Nor did he mention George Floyd. So opportunity wasted. Again, I mean, I, I look. He's got that. He's got the right locked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is they're gonna vote for him. Exactly. Clearly, everyone on the left is going to suck it up and vote for Joe Biden. Exactly. The people in the middle, people like myself, um, by no means a Joe Biden fan, never have been, never will be. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for Donald Trump to do something for everybody. Hey. And I, I just, for the life of me, can't understand why, what on what could have been really a great day and a great moment for him and his presidency is you said rob the same old same old and it's a real shame it really is you know and that's the thing you he literally has all the um all the cards 
ever to playable. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say spades. I don't know if anybody's a spades player, but he has all the all the spades in the hand, and he doesn't know what to, what to do with it. Like, it's too yeah, easy. Seriously. It's too easy. I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, I just think that even, like, the location, like, I understand that he changed the date, but the fact that he picked that location in the first place, he knew exactly what he was doing, and it was mm-hmm. straight up disrespectful. So I just feel like even, like, I just can't get past that. And, like, that's the thing. If he picked that date but made it a point to talk about it and made it a point to say, hey, we're going to do something here, but he didn't. But he didn't. Sure, and you I know what? Not for nothing. That. Not for nothing, and then like Duncan had said before, but if if he would have made this a celebration of Juneteenth and then exactly. you came on here and criticized it, I would be criticizing you right now mm. because right. it would have been a – we are waiting for that opportunity for Donald Trump to take the bull by the horns and show us what kind of leadership he could have. And, and again, another opportunity down the tubes. Um, and, and, and it seems as though we know what his M.O. is. John Bolton's book is out. Driven by re-election is basically everything that this president is doing. During a meeting while John Bolton uh, was his uh, 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 director of national intelligence, uh, he says President Trump asked Chinese President Z for a favor. He said, if if you'll buy more of our soybeans and wheat, it would really help me win the election because it would give me my Midwestern farmers. Mm. Now, um, I'm only going to speak for Duncan because I feel like this point needs to be made. Duncan's whole thing was, look, John Bolton got that job because he wanted countries. John Bolton's a war hawk. People are, no, he, he's, a, he's a guy that likes to cause a lot of trouble. Um, the idea that he wanted to sort of exert some power with China. John Bolton was the right guy for the job. Um, but this takes things a step further. Duncan suggested there's no way that Donald Trump would have ever asked President Z uh, for a favor. I don't I, I don't buy that at all. I mean, he yeah. talks all the time about what good friends they are. Why wouldn't he have asked this guy that question? Right. You know, I guess to play kind of devil's advocate since Duncan left, um, my biggest thing is what would it kind of appease to him especially as far as Trump, um, what good would it do for him? Even if he does get that four years from now, I'm pretty sure China knows that Trump at this point is literally just for himself. So why work yourselves up in a bind, something that you really can't do that China really can't do afford to do right now. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my little devil's advocate of it. Um, But at the same time, I believe that um, he did do it. He just too scared to man up and say it. Um, but I'm dying to get my hands on this book. I, I want to read it. Uh, John Bolton suggests that not only did this happen with Ukraine, which he was impeached for, it happened with China and with several other countries. And according to the book, and again, we'll wait and see. I mean, there's articles, uh, there's been something like 1800 copies of this book have gone out to media companies and they're all so, because we're going to talk about the judge in a minute, uh, because an emergency lawsuit went into play. Uh, but the book comes out on on June 23rd, and um, I'm telling you, it, there's some pretty damning stuff in here. We we all wish John Bolton would have testified when he was given the opportunity. He chose not to. And, you know, Duncan says, look, this guy's um, releasing classified information. Great. Throw John Bolton in jail. I won't lose any sleep over that at all, but I want to know what's in his book. Uh, and a federal yes. judge cleared the way for the publication of the book. 
Uh, he was very critical of Mr. Bolton for jeopardizing national security, but he said at this point there's so many copies available. That's going to be uh, any attempt to stop it would be futile. Um, I think it's important that people know what's in this book, and yes. I hope that people will read this book because for all the people who didn't see, uh, you know, the quid pro quo with uh, with Ukraine, who believe Russia would to be a complete hoax. Now, again, uh, I'll just defend the point, right? Robert Mueller's report, ultimately, they didn't find evidence of collusion. There's 102 unreported contacts. You, you, yeah, it, yeah. It's hard to resolve those two things. It really is. It's very difficult to understand why they didn't report those and why all those 102 contacts, for some reason, didn't amount to collusion. It, it, it's bizarre, but that was what his ultimate ruling was. Mm. I, I think... I really don't like the fact that a lot of this stuff is not open to the public, especially when it has to do with our own government and how the fact that, you know, you hit it on the head that it was classified. Um, if, if it's pertaining to the safety of our economy and the safety of our country, I think, granted, after everything's done, we should be able to see everything. I, I, I don't understand why not. So then that way, and I'm glad that this is coming out. I also understand that with some things in classified being prior military, some things are, you know, pertinent information. So it's going to be interesting to see what they consider classified and what, you know what I mean? What, and what they're yeah. trying, you know what I mean? Trying to hold back. Um, I'm glad that it does show that it was actually combed through thoroughly and the judge is able to say, Hey, pretty much like you're you're gonna mean a lot of shit for this but yeah by all means yeah. hey it's already out there no sense in holding it back so fair and accountable so i i, I have no quarrels with it love to address yeah. mary martone hunt uh why is it wrong to get china to buy wheat and soybeans why is it bad to harp our it, it's not no not it's at all. not but he yeah. he started a tariff war which we were losing and then he had to bail out the farmers and exactly. so asking exactly. for a favor to help him get reelected. Yeah, that's the point. You're, you can't go problem. into another country and help you with your American presidency. You can't you can't be doing all that. That's cheating. I buy American. Do I don't buy Heinz ketchup. I don't buy anything that is not made in America. There you go. It's a conscious choice that I I made. It's something that I live by. I'm not going to reward companies who send their jobs overseas. Uh, John Kerry and his wife, who own the Heinz Company, I mean, they've got like 13 um, factories in China making their ketchup. Wow. I'll buy the stuff that's made in America. That's just me. And, that's your, yeah, and I, look, that's your I feel the same way about the Trumps. I wouldn't buy any of his garbage stuff because it's all made in China. Um, <laughs> those ugly-ass hats from the rally. Not interested. His disgusting suits and ties, all of Ivanka's garbage, no thanks. <sighs> Look, you want to buy it and build it in America, I'll buy it, plain and simple. But Exactly, that, and especially because you don't know who's goes. making them overseas and any of that kind of stuff. You don't know. That could be some crazy stuff that you're buying into. Yeah. Yeah. Lead covered, like lead paint. No thanks. Not interested. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to be another thing that's going to have to get sorted out this week. And as if Donald Trump doesn't have enough trouble... Uh, Jeffrey Berman was fired as the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Now, uh, why is that interesting? Because they were the ones who convicted his fixer, Michael Cohen. They're also the ones who are currently investigating Rudy Giuliani uh, and, and, and his dealings with uh, uh, Les Partis uh, and, and his cohort. So uh, this doesn't look good for President Trump. 
Uh, Robert Barr announced Friday evening that uh, Berman would be stepping down. Berman was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And no, I'm not. Uh, As it turned out, um, the president had a chance to replace this fella in 2018. He was the interim U.S. U.S. attorney. Trump had 120 days to nominate someone he didn't. So the judges of the district nominated him to a full term. Now there's some question about whether Trump is even the person who can fire this guy. (laughs) And again, the optics of this is a guy who's investigating Rudy Giuliani. It's another really bad look for Donald Trump and the Republicans. Stunning to to be doing this kind of nonsense in an election year. I mean, it just seems like he's trying to hide stuff. Like, just what is like, what are you keeping from us? Like, I just don't understand. And it just makes him look so bad. There's already so many people that distrust him and like compared him to like the whole Hillary scandal or whatever, and how he's going to call her a liar and he's going to call her a manipulator and say that she should be in jail when he sits there and does the same thing. And I just feel like this is just another example of that. Like, and he's backtracking. Like, if you had the chance to get rid of him then, then why didn't you do it then? Well, again, the argument is the president has the right to fire him, and, and now the the president is basically lying. It wasn't my. It was it was. Uh, I think it went out, Joe. Cut out for a second. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe, we're losing you. <laughs> No, no, we missed it. I'm reading your mouth right now. I don't. <laughs> no. Well, so I, uh, I guess while Joe's fixing that around, I'll go ahead and say, um, I, I misunderstood. <laughs> I, I, I think it's interesting because I, I, I think it's a cleanup game. Mm. Um, if he can go ahead and get Berman out, um, and not make it look like it's 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 his doing. It doesn't put so much more heat to him in that aspect because now right. he, I think he's starting to feel that pressure because Biden's starting to shut up a little bit, um, and he's starting to realize it. And now with everything else going on, this heat that heat brings along everything else. So if he's, I think he might if he's planning and he gets Berman out, now he has a little bit time past February and through all right. that extra time to go ahead and do back end cleanup so that way he doesn't have to worry you know what I mean worry about it yeah. so but at the same time if he can do what he usually does messes up stirs up the pot then runs away and says I didn't do it he's going to definitely try and do get out that way but this is horrible optics like I, what I was yeah. saying was whether there's some whether there's something nefarious to this or not it's just a bad look yes. when you fire the guy who's investigating you and then you're like I didn't do it the guy the guy everyone's accusing of protecting me did it it's just a bad look. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I don't understand how Republicans are allowing this kind of thing to happen without anybody speaking out. That's what I have a real issue with. Again, as somebody who's still registered to that stupid party, I, I'm, I'm stunned that everyone's standing on the sidelines like, well, he can do whatever he wants. No, he can't. They're, he they're can't. scared. And here's like the thing. Scared. Here's the thing I warn Republicans about over and over and over again. You're going to lose the next election. And if not the next one, the one after that. Mm-hmm. Do you want a president, a Democratic president, to do what's happening now? Are you going to allow a Senate and a Congress to allow the next Democratic president to run roughshod on the Constitution? I hope not. I hope that's not where we're setting up for in the future. And it seems to be where we're going. And I don't like it. Yeah, And you know what? And I, w- I was speaking about that earlier with somebody in the in the. Uh, the trajectory, it seems like when, once a president gets in there, it's no gonna, longer going to be four year terms, because once they get that backing, um, even before Obama, when we were into Bush, you know, you're going that full eight. If Trump were to actually not 
if he actually learned how to be a, a president instead of whatever the hell he is, he could actually did that eight. But now he set himself up where it's it's not looking that well. And now when the Democrats get in, if they get somebody with a good backing, I don't even think if Biden wins, he has a potential to go the full eight. But it's set in that same. Uh, what is it? Um, I can't think of the word, but uh, ah, I lost the word. But anyways, setting the same precedent, I guess. OK, gotcha. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I I think, you know, one of the things that I respect about the Democrats some years ago was was they had an opportunity to invoke the nuclear option mm-hmm. uh, to basically 51, you know, 5149 or uh, 5150 uh, with ties in the Senate. Um, they uh, they they applied that to uh, judicial nominees. And then with that, we saw, you know, uh, Kavanaugh get in based mm-hmm. on a 5150 and like. It's stupid. These are the kinds of things we're going to regret in the future where, you know, you always wanted that supermajority. So you felt good. Everything was bipartisan. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest problem going for in this country is how are we going to we don't have John McCain and people like that yeah. anymore. Real people yeah. who are who are in the middle, who are trying to talk sense to both sides of the aisle here. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think? Um I, I'm just now educating myself on her. Um, Joe Joe Johansson, the uh, libertarian um, nominee or, or candidate that's going to be running. She seems like she's kind of fitting that in between. So I wonder if people actually gave that party an opportunity. Could it actually stir some shit and have people like, you know what? F both these sides. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's figure that out or let's see what, what I that- voted I voted for the independent gubernatorial candidate in the last Connecticut election. I endorsed him, as did the Hartford Current, the day mm-hmm. after I did. Nice. Um, and unfortunately, he the guy barely got over like 3% of the vote. It was uh, stunningly embarrassing. And and I thought to myself, all the people that are always complaining, and, and in the state of Connecticut, it was Ned Lamont and Bob Stefanowski, two <laughs> rich guys that are absolutely clueless when it comes to everything. Oh, my God. And that was our options. Mm-hmm. And then this third guy emerged, and he had a, he was a former Republican. He had a former Democrat that was uh, on the ticket with him. Mm-hmm. They were and- talking. They were talking sensical. They were talking about ways to fix Connecticut's economy, doing things a little yeah. bit different. And mm-hmm. you know what everybody did? They didn't vote for that. Exactly. exactly. They felt dedicated. Like they super felt so stuck. And it, it, I, I think everybody's scared. And I'll be the first one to say, like, I don't think the black. Well, I don't think African-Americans should be necessarily pandering to the Democratic Party in that sense. Like, But we have to get over that chance of just feeling so stuck. Be open-minded and see that there's different things. And I say that because I believe – I shouldn't say all that, but the bigger – so when you look at the Pelosi thing and even with the Kente cough, take a knee thing, like that literally like just made me sick. And it's like you're – I feel like the Democratic Party now is only pandering to racial issues and cultural issues instead of true governmental issues that are going to affect our country. I think a lot of people think that, and I think more people are thinking it. And I think, again, that that only hurts the Democrats. Yeah. You know, the Democrats rely very heavily on the support of African-Americans. Exactly. I mean, it, it's what literally makes or breaks the the primary. I mean, it, you know, 
Look at Bernie Sanders. I was just about to say, yeah, yep. like you did, we did the same thing as we did to Bernie Sanders, and Bernie was literally like the candidate for all. He was gonna like let y'all keep your guns. He was from yep. Vermont. He was about to let y'all do your thing, and then he was also going to be very left on on the social issues. He was gonna let us have abortions. He was gonna let us be gay. He was gonna mm -hmm. let us do the thing. But like, I just y'all got rid of him. He was like all lives matter, but like in a cool and a real good way. There's something to that. You know, look, that's a guy who's literally spent 40 years fighting for the little guy. Um, you know what? When the coronavirus happened, we had to enforce all of the policies that he's been saying for years. And isn't there something about that? But y'all got rid of him before all of this happened, and he could really prove what he could do. By the way, I just want to mention one other thing uh, before we move on and kind of apropos of nothing, and it probably should have been a topic on the show, but the protections uh, for gays and uh, for transgender people that the Supreme Court ruled on this week. Yes. Um, I want to say kudos to uh, Neil Gorsuch yes. and to John Roberts, who, despite their ideology, um, ruled in favor of the American people. Mm-hmm. Um, and with lifestyles that they probably don't necessarily like or, or agree with, but respect the law enough. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, I have a real problem with Kavanaugh and the rape thing. Gorsuch, yeah, I think, is a, is a good judge, and he seems to be doing the job that he was asked to do. Fair and impartial. And, look, that's what these guys have to do, both right and left. And, and it's been – I've read some great information about our current Supreme Court and the fact that other than Clarence Thomas, nobody has voted – every single time along their ideological lines that mm -hmm. we've seen liberals vote with conservatives and conservatives vote with liberals. And to me, like that fills my heart with joy. It, it makes me, it makes me feel good about, you know, a couple of controversial picks that got on the court that mm -hmm. are doing the job the way they're supposed to be doing it. And I, I feel like that's gotta be mentioned. My wife was like, screw them. And I was like, look, when they're doing the right thing, you, you got to give people kudos, man. You got to say, but, and again, this is why I, I disagree with that notion. If Trump cured cancer, oh, please. Exactly. Please. That's what we were that a couple of weeks ago. The problem Trump is if cured Trump cancer, cured cancer, he would, he, would for, he would charge you for it. Exactly. exactly. $100,000 per person. And there's he would find, three, a, he would there's find a way to ruin it because he finds a way to ruin everything. everything. Uh -huh. You have to go and to a movie to get it. <laughs> You know, one one last foolish Donald Trump thing of the week. Uh, <laughs> this has been absolutely stunning. Facebook had to remove a Trump campaign ad. Yeah, uh, it contained a symbol that was used by the Nazis. I, I, I got to sympathize with them. So recently I just got shut down by Facebook because of my brand and they will not let me run an ag because it has, it Wait, says Robert, tell them what your brand is. So my brand, it's awesome. like, I don't, why it's my brand. It's my brand, a uh, clan hunter. And, you know, and it has an image of a clan hood with a target, like a, like a scope target, you know, look like you're looking down the scope. But um, people should understand something about clan hunter and exactly what it is and that it's it, not meant to be anything intimidating. It's meant to be in, educational and informative. Exactly. And, and that's that. exactly what it is. It's an educational um, platform and informative platform where I'm bringing, not just talking about the old issues, the old racist issues, because we know that in history. And unfortunately, even with history, it needs to be 
taught a little bit, but not expound upon. I need to show, we need to bring what's up to date, what's current and not just saying, oh, this is racist. Like I was trying to explain to Duncan before he got off. I will explain to you if you're willing to sit there and have an open mindset. So even if you're not open, yes, we're going to dig, you know, clan hunter is going to dig into that and using current issues. So like all, all the Karens and Ken's and everything else and saying, Hey, this is what Karen did. This is why Karen shouldn't have did this. This is what Karen should have done or could have done. And this is what, it, you know what I'm saying? And then bringing all of those variables into it as well as um, just talking about all the, you know, different social issues going on. So Rob, I'm going to ask you as a black man, um, yes. are you stunned by uh, the, uh, the passion that white people seem to have for syrup? <laughs> like literally everybody's like oh, me and aunt jemima are sunday tell mornings you together I'm i'll like, tell Ooh. you something and this isn't look this isn't me like trying to be a hero we're looking for kudos uh, as long as i've been alive i have found that bottle to be offensive as yeah. much as I have found the Cleveland mm-hmm. Indians logo to be offensive as I found the Washington Redskins name to be offensive I, I don't for somebody, years sure we I, have not Oh, go ahead, Joe. Anytime I've seen that, you know, that caricature of black, I mean, my whole life I've been mortified by that. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's so creepy and, oh, what is that? I mean, and I didn't, I mean, as a kid, I didn't understand the racial implications behind it. I just knew that it didn't seem or feel right. And so as, and what, here's something people don't know about Aunt Jemima, my friends, for the last like decade, they've slowly been modernizing Aunt yes. Jemima yeah. yes. to look yes. like just a strong black woman who happens mm-hmm. to make really banging Pan- pancakes and syrup. Right. And you said it right there. So think about it. And this is part of, part of that clan hunter mentality, right? So we're going to think about back into the slavery days, slave who, who were taking care of the children, who was the ones cooking? It was always the women, and and yeah. let's face it, and in their eyes, the darker the slave, the darker the female slave was, the more she knew how to cook. Um, we were given very little to cook with. Well, I, you know, what I mean, slaves back African Americans. I don't want to say we as if I knew their pain because I don't. You know, what I'm saying I only know my pain now, but um, from what I know, um, they were only given so many little. So that's where you get, you know, cooking with lard, chitlins, and all that other stuff, greens and collard greens. So, but the flavorful and the taste. So getting that stuff. So now as um, you know, slavery ended, you still wanted to give that tasteful that, oh, this is that product is good. That's that marketing. So yeah, of course, Aunt Jemima, you know, we already know Aunt Jemima can cook. That's the person that fed everybody and kept everybody going and everything like that. So, and I'm glad you brought out Joe that they, they've started to pander and switch around because if you look at the history every few years, even with uh, uncle Ben, and by the way, let me just say we, it's been Caro, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. It's clear. Uh, it's a clear syrup and Mrs. Buttersworth, because in my in my eyes as a black man and having tasted it before, Mrs. Aunt Jemima's is trash. It's a white. It's 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 a trash product. You know what I'm saying? So did yeah. it hurt me when they were like when they finally decided after we've been talking about this for years? And yeah. that and that's another one of those things where I was saying that, you know Juneteenth. It's not like it hasn't been talked about it's just it hasn't been brought to light it's just been like oh whatever this is a whatever history thing just like and jemima this is it's always been trying to looked over there's so many bigger issues and this is that systemic racism that we're you know you know getting to um but for anybody who's still upset about the aunt jemima bottle <laughs> changing and i understand how traumatic this could be oh know, my gosh i mean because right. when when they took pluto away as a planet i mean believe me 
it the did something. Uproar. It did something to me. It's traumatizing. <laughs> it is. Nobody likes to change stuff, but here's what I tell my white friends when they're pissed about Aunt Jemima. I say, if you were looking at a syrup bottle that was a caricature of a white person, mm-hmm. how would you feel about that? And they do this. They go, oh. And I'm pretty sure like they that. took like- Mrs. Buttersworth off of the bottle, and she was a white lady. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stupid like, and it's a waste of money. money. And I'll be honest, to, to grab a human by the body to pour my syrup. And even stupid. the way the bottle's shaped, the bottle's shaped like a black woman. It's not, it's, it has that, if you look at those images back then, and that was one of the things, the plays, I, I did a little deep dive into it. Mark, one of the marketing strategies was, you know, black women at that time had that figure. It, it came down, slimmed up, down, and then had a wide hip. You know what I'm saying? Wide hips. So yeah. even that whole marketing ploy, um, I'll find an article and send it to you guys, but it's, it's all into that. Well, even if you, like, look at, like, racist memorabilia in, like, museums or just, like, anything, all the racist cartoons and all that crazy stuff, all of the character caricatures that were drawn then in the figurines and just, like, the way things looked, if you look at the original Aunt Jemima and even the ones that they have, like, now, mm-hmm. very, very similar. Looks like looks like she's out of one of those racist cartoons. It looks mm-hmm. like she's it, – she, it's just absurd to me how you could fight that when – it's just right there. It's like right in front of your face. If you don't look at Aunt Jemima and see something like that, you're just honestly aren't educated enough on what's going on or what has was, been going on. When I was a kid, I really liked Uncle Remus, the Tar Baby story. Do you guys know that one? Yes. Um, I yeah. liked it a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere when I hit double digits, 10 or 11, somebody told me uh, about the racist implications in that story. And I was like, oh, well, you know, and no, it goes thanks. no exactly, you know, and I and I think about you know, kind of going back to the original point of you know, um, Trump using the symbols of the Nazis. Like, yes, we know that the swastika or whatever, and I, I, you know, I don't know if that was the exact um, image used, but even with the swastika, it was a Hindu symbol. But once that def or once that meaning becomes more powerful than the original, you gotta you gotta nix that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and once once you educate yourself and you learn, it's you you got to stop it and i and one of the things that really gets me is um how everybody's like oh you should be not everybody but people are like you guys should be proud you have a black person on it no that's not our company that was never owned by black people that's not uh, no black persons on that board making so, money from it or anything yeah. It's it's more it's more the entitled white privilege that feels like oh you're taking away my aunt jemima like what does it matter it's still going to be the same recipe with a lot less color so what on the label. Yeah. Um, just so you guys know, the image that was attached to the ad was a downward pointing red triangle, which the Anti-Defamation League CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, noted was the symbol the Nazis used to identify political Please victims go. in concentration camps. To be fair, a Trump campaign spokesman said, uh, defended the ad, saying the ad included a symbol used by Antifa and noted uh, Facebook included a red triangle emoji. See, why Why does everybody have to try and, well, this side uses it. Just yeah. if somebody points it out, and that's one of the biggest things. Stop, then that's, stop pandering or, you know, trying to revert it back to something deflecting. else. Stop deflecting. If somebody brings something to your attention, thank you for informing me. How can we fit this? And where can we go from there? Like, Even that's if you so don't, simple. like, directly agree, you at least 
un- try to understand where that person is coming from. And I just feel like that comes with self-growth. I know that sounds like so stupid, but like the ability to be able to see at least why the person is like thinking that way. And I just feel like, especially on the right, we we don't see that. Because like on the left, when we see something that's wrong, we're like, we're not afraid to call it out. Like Joe Biden, for example, we hate Joe Joe Biden. We hate mm-hmm. him. We hate him and we're not afraid to like call him out for what he does wrong. And I just don't understand why the right struggles so much to do that with Donald Trump. You know so, what I mean? I, I, I get what you're saying. And now that you say that, why? And this is just kind of an open and, you know, just for thought. Um, why? Why go ahead and do that? Why not find? Why not look into Joe? You know, the other any other candidates? Because there's not there's not just right. those two. Like, let, it would be great to see both sides but and sit there and say, we don't, we don't, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know and, and it sucks that we have to. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the Democrats and the Republicans both control who gets on the ballots. Yeah. And to think they're ever going to make it easier, allow a third party to get either fan- financing uh, yeah. through the election or to get on a ballot without a court order and a battle. You had another thing coming. Yeah. Um, uh, these two parties are very much run by the same corporate interests. They have completely different platforms. One seems to favor the little guy way more than the other one, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure why all the little guys don't just load up on that side. Uh, it would might help balance the thing out the other way. Um, mm-hmm. But our, our current two-party system, the idea that, you know, I, I was just telling my wife yesterday, I mean, again, Running Joe Biden against Trump, it's like the Democrats are just daring America again it's like literally to reelect what? Donald Trump. And <laughs> it's like we want you to. <laughs> like I don't understand. Again, it makes me feel like both sides are more than more than complicit and they're they're more than content to roll on with four more years of of this social discord. Again, I'm shocked that the Republican leadership has allowed this chaos and nonsense to go on as long as it has without even at least trying to rein the guy in a little bit. They've never tried to rein him in. Mm -hmm. It's deflection. It's excuses. And it's getting old. And now you're starting to see a whole wing emerge of Republicans who are are literally going to actively run against Trump and support Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going to kick him in his foot. And like I said, like I was saying earlier, um, if if Biden can keep shutting up and keeping his mouth shut and can, and cater and, ca- and can cater to the younger demographic and learn Except how to troll. If, if he can get to that 18 to 24 range and learn how to troll and get on TikTok and start doing that and stop I'm bringing beat. I'm telling you, he will be able to pull the same way Trump was able to pull that um, that lower white class demographic, the the that middle that uh, mid middle midwestern, you know, I mean, those guys that never voted before. Mm-hmm. If Biden can get that, he might be able to sit there for eight years, even though I I truly believe the Democrats don't even want him there. I, I think I can see the Democrats being like, okay, Joe, you're here for four years, don't get comfortable and figuring it out. But you know, that's that's. And a lot of good, young, vibrant, diverse kind of people, and that's that's what they settled on, could be catastrophic. It could be catastrophic uh, again. Divided We Stand is on Facebook. Make sure you look for us. We're also at clovercrestmedia.com backslash Divided We Stand. Please like and subscribe. We'd certainly love a nice rating. One of those five stars would certainly do. Feel free to tag someone that you think would enjoy the conversation. 
For Victoria Lang, Duncan McPherson, and Rob Dunlap, I'm Joe Aguirre. Happy Father's Day. Thank you all so much for joining us.